Pete Sweeney, 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 Pete Sweeney. Oh yeah, it's time to welcome in Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs Insider from Arrowhead Pride, sponsored by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. It's AFC title game week, but uh, you are one of the few people that have actually watched the movement of Patrick Mahomes' ankle. What have you seen? Are things still trending in the right direction? Yeah, you can tell that he's moving a little bit more gingerly on on the ankle and again in, in test mode uh, you keep in mind we we don't get to watch full practices anytime after training camps it's been a while but we do get to see just a couple dropbacks and you know i i think he's going to be the same quarterback that we're used to seeing in the pocket and i i'd even tell you that i think that he could probably scramble of course he's not going to be a, as quick a, as he would be i think the the bigger thing when coming out of the pocket is going to be the risk you're taking when doing so. And I, I think it's going to have to be a really safe moment for him, maybe a little bit more safe than usual when, when he chooses to do that out-of-structure stuff. Pete, I know that we, we know Mahomes for all the spectacular things he does on a field when he's making nine guys miss and then flipping it to Jarek McKinnon or Clyde and such. But he is one of the league's best pocket passers too, right? Yeah, and I I, I think that that – gets a little bit lost here because, you know, especially nationally, you know, what are you seeing from a home? You're not watching every single moment of every single Chiefs game. And so you just see the plays where it's a little bit of what they call that, that backyard football style. But very quietly, he's been working on this part of his game for years because, you know, you're talking about, about to be a two-time MVP. This was the weak part of his game. And he's been talking about this for, for two, three years working with, Mike Kafka, now Matt Nagy, Eric the Enemy, of just getting more comfortable with not having to make the wild big play. And, and you've seen progress there, and the numbers show it. We have all these analytics now where it is showing, even in the pocket, he's throwing for over 800 yards. He leads the league in touchdowns, best QB rating. And so there shouldn't be a, a lack of confidence. The, the only problem I think that people are concerned about is you know, that's good against most teams. Now you're dealing with – Sorry, Buffalo, the other top AFC team. And the margin is so much smaller. You might need one of those Tennessee Titans AFC title game-like plays that maybe you you won't have in, in your toolbox on, on Sunday afternoon. Pete, but this is kind of a no-excuse game for both the offense and defensive lines, right? I mean, the, the Bengals are third worst in the NFL in getting sacks. So it shouldn't be that hard for you to do your job. The Bengals gave up the third most sacks. It shouldn't be that hard for you to do your job. I know Cincinnati is there, but like from a from an offensive line and defensive line perspective, I feel like this is a no-excuse game. I don't want to be like, oh, well, they got us on that one. You're better than them there. Yeah, and I know you guys have talked about this, and we've all been talking about it all week, but Andy Reid essentially went on to Tom Brady's podcast, and I've seen that you know when he goes on Collinsworth or, or Mooch or someone like Brady, he's a little bit looser yeah. and maybe a little bit more honest. And you could tell that they're putting in the onus this, this week on Patrick Mahomes' ankle on the offensive line. And I, I think we've seen a few times this year where Reed has even admitted at our press conferences ahead of the Colts or after the Colts game leading into the, the Buccaneers game around the time they were playing the 49ers. He called on the offensive line to be better. Uh, and they're going to have to play their best game on Sunday. I think we know who the Bengals are. 
which is a team that's certainly going to, I think, try to exploit that injury. And so that even makes it a, a bigger deal for the offensive line to play well. And then you're right on the other side, on the defensive line, and it's a, it's a good way, segue to, to tell you that we actually wrote something this morning, Caleb James, an, an analyst for me, about Chris Jones. And the, the idea is that, look, we know the Bengals are going to take out Chris Jones at multiple bodies. Now, someone else, whether that be playoff Frank who reemerged or George Karloftis or, or Mike Dana, is going to have to take advantage of these one-on-one matchups and get Joe Burrow down. And Chris Jones managing to beat the double team and, and finally get his first playoff sack would help too. Right. I mean, along the same lines, Pete, if we talk about how do they close out a game finally against Cincinnati because they've had the lead, as we know, in all three of these games entering the fourth quarter, is it more important that, hey, the, the defense comes – like, what do you think's needed? The defense coming up with that play to close it out, a Chris Jones, a Frank Clark sack, or that, hey, the offense is able to have a long, sustained drive willing to run the football to close it out? Yeah, I think if the, the offense plays a balanced game like we've seen, you know, especially after the, the Mahomes injury last week, I, I think they're they're going to have enough points. And so maybe it is shutting the door if you're up seven, which I think everyone would feel more comfortable with than a three, for example, or shutting the door, you know, when you are up in a really tight game and keeping them out of field goal position if it's three or less. Uh, I, I really do think it, it'll come down to the defense. I, I know that the Bengals, Defense has been good against the Chiefs, but to me, I mean, I, I really feel like even with a, a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, you're looking somewhere between the realm of, of 24, 28 points. And so it's can the defense, and I, I think it'll be a really tight, hard-fought, close game, get that final stop when in seasons previous it just has not been able to do so. What do you think is the biggest common denominator between these three losses? I don't think they all look exactly the same, Pete, but – is there something that stands out to you that happens in all three of these games, why they lose them close? Turnovers. Chiefs are undefeated this year when they don't turn over the football. I mean, you know, the, the Bengals have had a knack for, for turning the, the Chiefs over, and it, it's as simple as ball security. And when it comes to Mahomes, just good decision-making, decision not, not doing too much, right, throwing the football away and not trying to, to force a, a play downfield. And I, I think if they clean that up, I've said this, before and I still feel that way, you know, whether it be the Bengals or even if you want to go even further, the, the Eagles or 49ers. If the Chiefs don't turn over the football, I mean, they're probably winning the game. If there's a team that can beat them, maybe it's among these final four, but I, I even feel maybe even more so if you are able to get through the Bengals that way in the Super Bowl. I mean, you're a better team than those two NFC teams. The Bengals are right there with you, but if you just take care of the football, you should feel pretty good about your chances of winning if you're Kansas City. We're talking to Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride, presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And, and Pete, if I tell you there's someone that walks into that stadium on, on Sunday night and we have a certain uh, feeling about who they are and how everybody perceives them to be with one reputation and then a- after the game can leave with a completely different one, who do you think has the best opportunity maybe to shift the entire narrative about who they are as a football player, a coach, whoever it may be? Well, maybe Eli Apple, if he plays well, <laughs> it'd be nice to see the guy who's talking the most play a good game. Yeah. But if you're talking about the, the chief side, I guess the, the player that stands out to me that I, I think Kansas city knows about. And, and, but the, I don't think the, the rest of the world does yet. Carl uh, I, you know, I, I find, yeah, we're all focused on Frank and, you know, maybe he's able to turn back the clock for the second week in a row, you know, third or fourth time this season. But I think Carl Loftus, showed you to be a, a legit 
And I know he's just still a rookie, but he's got 17 games under his, under his belt. He's now kind of a second-year player. I, I think he showed you he's a legit pass rusher in this league. I remember having conversations with you guys, and you're like, well, what is a successful year for George Karloff? There's three and a half sacks, and he was able to double that uh, with, the, with the performance that he had toward the end of the season, and now's the time. I mean, I, I think if you're the Bengals' offensive line, you're worried about Chris Jones. Karloff has said on draft night, he knew the Chiefs personnel. He's like, that's going to open up one-on-ones for me. A two-sack night, a two-sack, five-pressure night from Carl Loftus is going to mean wonders for what it can mean for the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I said, I, I think we know about him in Kansas City, you know, 30th overall pick here in the, the first round. But I, I think he really has a chance to announce himself to the world with a, a strong game. And I think he's going to have the opportunities, especially with those injuries and, again, just the idea of all the attention on Chris Jones. We know that Willie Gay said just one word, nothing, that is reverberating a little bit as the first piece of trash talk the Chiefs have let out all week, is this just a case of one Chiefs player couldn't take it anymore, Pete, because of how much the other side was talking? Well, it was one Chiefs player that wanted to talk, like I think some of these guys do, but was constantly thinking about the meeting that was definitely had or the portion that was definitely had during the team meeting of we're not going to talk trash this week and circumventing his way around it to not say anything but try to talk trash. Uh, anyway, that's what happened. <laughs> I'm saying nothing, so I can't be talking trash. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Some players are, are better about hiding that than others. Uh, you know, Willie Gay, I, you know, I, I think there are certain players that probably would have wanted to say something back, but I, I'm sure the team messaging, I'm sure of this has been, that we're not talking this week. And, and like I said, I, I think Gay found a backward backdoor way of, Giving a little jab to the Bengals. I don't think it was a lot. I, I think he probably wishes he could have said more, but you could tell that be, between all the answers that you've been getting from Reed, Mahomes, other guys this week, it's it's definitely been a talking point that says we're not going to feed the beast in that regard. All right, Pete, last time we have you on before the game, I know you'll have your official prediction up on Arrowhead Pride, but we need a little sneak peek of that. What's, what's the game look like? What's the score? And uh, are the Chiefs headed to Arizona? Yeah, the, the way that I've drawn this up in my head is it's it's going to be one of these games where you know it's the cardiac chiefs where you're really panicked and at the end maybe the the bengals have uh what would be a, a six point lead 20 you know 23 17 and, and it's going to be up to mahomes and the offense to go get it done and yeah i have butker in the, in the final fourth quarter drive Whew. hitting the extra point 24 23 <laughs> and then the Chiefs defense shutting it down from there, you know, with a minute and a timeout or something left on the clock. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I have in my head. I think it's going to be close. I, you know, I, I know you're a Vegas guy, and, and you've seen how the spread has just gone all over the place. So so odd. I know that a lot has to do with the Mahomes injury, but also just how close these teams are. So to think, you know, you're going to walk into Arrowhead and the Chiefs are just going to smack the Bengals or vice versa, I, I think you're kidding yourself. I think this is going to be a really tough, good football game. And this is something I'm writing my prediction that's not even out yet. So look at you guys getting the sneak peek. But I, I think we're going to look back at this game in four weeks and be like, God, that was the Super Bowl. Now, I, I think the AFC team, whoever emerges from this, is going to really have their way with the NFC champ. Hey, Pete. Uh, uh, great prediction, by the way. I thought that was really well put. Uh, this is Nick Schwert uh, with 610 Sports Radio, Kansas City, KS- KCSB. Uh, a question for you. A quick little hypothetical here for you on a Red Friday. Are you uh, okay answering a hypothetical with us? I love hypotheticals. Okay, I, I'm cool. glad you're in a better mood, but before what I got on it, it did seem like you were a little moody. It seems like your mood's improved in the last. Yeah, it, it has. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was just hearing your breakdown of the game, and it's got me kind of fired up. And then I was thinking about this hypothetical that I've been really excited to throw your way. I'm curious if, let's just say randomly, Carrington Harrison were to approach you mm. 
and begin kissing you on the neck. How many times would he have to attempt to do that before you chose to resort to violence in, in the form of punching him in the face? Yeah, uh, this was actually brought up yesterday off air uh, to me, um, <laughs> and I, I it wouldn't be many. I, I don't feel like I, I could handle <laughs> any of these these smooches before I, I, I tried to had to physically back them off me. But I, I appreciate you asking and, and making sure we got that out there. Well, and you're not a violent person by nature, correct, Pete? No, no. I, you know, peace and love, peace and love for me. That's always been a, a, a big, two, two big staples. Well, because with the love aspect of it, it would maybe lend <laughs> itself more towards uh, enjoying being kissed. Right. No, no, that's, that's a good, yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad this question has been brought up. I mean, this is, uh, this is a key hypothetical as we enter the weekend for sure. There you go. He's our Chiefs insider, Pete Sweeney. We, uh, we will talk to you next week, man. All right, guys.